1: We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
0: 6.30 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club
1: present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X C-A. On Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It is 107 in
0: Edmonton, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you in Oilers Now which is brought to you by our title sponsor for the eighth consecutive season. That is Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one-owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, If you missed the opening half hour of the show, you would have heard from Ken Holland, Dave Tippett. We also played uh, Ethan Bear's comments uh, after uh, he had to deal with some... uh, racist remarks uh, directed his way via social media. Uh, Louis de Brus got pretty passionate at 12.35 today, and uh, we're going to hit on a lot of different uh, topics with our next guest uh, for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service electrical prefabrication and solar. We welcome back a uh, future NHL senior executive currently with the NHL Network, Kevin Weeks. Hello, Kevin. How you doing?
1: Stop! I'm great, man. Thanks. How
0: are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm disappointed on a couple different fronts. I'm, I'm disappointed, obviously, that the team didn't get past Winnipeg. Credit where credit's yeah. due. This is an area you know a lot about, goaltending. Uh, 9.50 save percentage, man. When you have that sort of goal uh, from your tender, it's going to be tough to win. And then I was also... Uh, a, uh you know disgusted with what came out uh afterwards the next day and, and again i don't want to paint an entire community in that regard i think it's a very small percentage of uh idiots that are gutless and sit there and nameless and attack people on on social media and, and go down that racist path so that kind of dis- just you know frankly it took some energy out of me i was I as really disappointed with that as well but i'm totally. so- yeah and uh, maybe maybe we'll start there i mean the listeners are are aware you're a man of color and you've probably had to deal at various different stages uh with it you're based now in the united states you grew up in canada uh and i i guess you know it's disappointing that sort of thing still occurs in this day and age
1: yeah it's really disappointing i mean you know i think that everybody always says theoretically that they want to be treated fairly and that everybody deserves to be treated fairly and by that I just mean on a basic human level like you know in everyday interactions and everyday life and and I've heard people say that and yet so there's still a segment of population that doesn't believe that and everybody's entitled to their own belief but you know um, the way in which you express your beliefs can be very different and there still has to be a, a, a basic level of human respect and how you express those beliefs and or disbeliefs, if that's the case. And what's, what's really hard is that if I look at what Edmonton's done. I look at what Edmonton's been. I look at what it is. And they've always been leaders in the forefront of diversity in the game. Whether it's black players, French players, Russian players, other European players. Those banners don't hang in Edmonton without people of different backgrounds. Starting with Wayne Gretzky, because everybody seems to forget that Gretz is Canadian, Polish, Russian. I I don't know how people forget that, but let's start with Gretz. And then you go down the list from Grant Fier to Yari Curry. to Those banners don't hang there. And then as far as the Eskimos, those banners don't hang without Damon and Gizmo Williams and all those different players that have played there. They don't hang there. And then it's not the city of champions as such from a sporting standpoint, right? So let's acknowledge that if you're cheering for the team and you want the team to win, so you say, then you don't want them to win conditionally. Like, oh, well, if there's only two French players in the lineup, then I'm okay with that. Well, if there's only one Swede in the lineup, and if we have 25 players that happen to be from Alberta or the West that we want to win, that's not the way it works. So there's that piece, but there's just the human piece. And quite frankly, like, I mean the way in which people treat people, some people treat people, it's so disrespectful, it's so disheartening. And look, I've been on the wrong side of that numerous times, both, both as a player, as a broadcaster, analyst, um, opportunities, contracts, compensation, contracts, you name it. And at the end of the day, if if that's what we have, it's absolutely disgusting. And any of those said people, and I'm going to put this on the Oilers here as much as I give them credit, and I have, as I just did, going back to the great Glenn Glenn Sather's days there, right up till press time with their diversity, any any one of those people that were the perpetrators, they should never be allowed at an Oilers game again, ever, in life, period. Never. Never be allowed at a game in their beautiful arena, ever again. Should never be allowed. And quite frankly, the companies and, and really the... The platforms, the social media platforms, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whoever it is, and whatever the, the the platform, those perpetrators should all be permanently banned from any of those platforms. Disgusting well, behavior, man.
0: Yeah, it is. And I got to tell you, in this day and age, because I think people are more socially aware than before, I i got to You know what? I shouldn't be surprised. But I, I, I kind of think we're we're headed to a better place, and I think people are more conscientious of uh, you know. I just think there's less of that, and you know, I've had people say, "What are you talking about, Stoffer? Like, social media yeah. has opened up a whole new, uh, and a whole new avenue of that to allow it to happen." So uh, I don't know. I just uh, that really kind of brought me. You know what? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I get it, Stoff. You know, I, like, no, listen, you make great points, and you and I have had a lot of combos. And yeah. look, As I said before, I know for a fact I'm talking to Damon. Damon told me he would have never been a quarterback if he was without Edmonton, without the city. Like, Damon Allen couldn't get an NFL job, and he was embraced by the city of Edmonton. And that's not unique to him. I mean, we've seen that with a lot of guys. Yep. And at the end of the day, Warren that's Moon is the best, Warren,
0: Warren Warren the the best Moon
1: actually example. could Totally. I mean, Warren Moon, and then some people, because I like to keep it fully objective, Doug Flutie's white and American, and he was a, a stud at Boston College with the Hail Mary play, and he couldn't get a job in the NFL as a starting quarterback without the CFL, too, as a white American guy who happened to be undersized, who was fighting a different battle. Yes. So I yep. just think when it's all said and done, you know, look, there's a lot of people... Look at Marcus Rashford right now, for those of you that like soccer, European football, soccer. Marcus Rashford, Caribbean like me, raised in U.K. as I was in Canada, grew up, played the whole system, came through Manchester United's academy, one of the star players for United. This guy does more than probably any athlete on planet Earth in terms of what he's done for kids all across the U.K. to have access to food so they don't have food insecurity, they don't have to go to school hungry in the in the school system across the U.K. This guy is getting the same thing that Ethan Bear got. Like, it, it, it's indescribable. Yeah. Okay? And, and same thing, any one of those perpetrators that calls themselves a Man United fan, they should never be allowed at Old Trafford ever again. And they should be permanently banned from social media. So I thought Ethan Baer, to bring it home, look, man, that young man, it almost brought me to tears. Like, my throat's closing up as we speak now. Yeah. Seeing him and and his lovely partner both out and handling themselves the way they did, with that level of patience and that level of decency. And, I mean, it was, it was very admirable the way in which they handled themselves under the tough of the circumstances. And we saw it again with last night in Philly, just up the road from us, up the turnpike, with what happened with Russell Westbrook at the game when somebody threw popcorn at his head. Like, what are you doing? Like, who does this kind of stuff? So these are more, this is more a reflection stuff. Yep. of not the the people, you know, the, the people, the women, the boys, the men uh, that are the athletes. It says more about the people that are the perpetrators. It really does. And it, it, it really reflects on the fact that many of them are the lowest form of humanity for me.
0: Well stated. And All they right. need to be treated that way. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. That's, uh, let's switch a little bit of focus. Edmonton, Winnipeg. Upset that it went four straight. I mean, I had the orders in six. Absolutely. I thought the Jets could win the series. What was Pat Burns, yeah. uh, line, uh, goaltending? Uh, some people say he said 70%. Others say he said 90% of hockey. Unless you don't have it, then it's a hundred percent hockey. Well, both teams had it in the series, but Hellebuck pitched a 950 save percentage. Uh, for you, does it start there? that Winnipeg vanquished Edmonton as quickly as they did. Was was this a large part of reflection on the body of work of Connor Hellebuck in the series?
1: I'll tell you, I'm literally looking at my phone now. I'm in our backyard in Jersey. I'm literally looking at my phone from two of my personal friends, one from Prince Albert, the other one from Edmonton, that are pepper-texting me all day since the press conference with Kenny Holland today. We see, well, well, this is what we think. Well, we see, this is what we think. Here's what I think as the expert with the experience. I think that Connor Hellebuck was money in the bank. He was awesome. You just teed it up perfectly, the 9.50 save percentage. I talked to my old coach Paul Maurice, who coached the Jets. He's like, we see when you have a bleep, effing goalie bleep, amazing things can happen. We've got a lot of respect for the Oil. Our goalie was amazing. That's what Coach Maurice told me. Now, look, the Oil did get it to three overtime games of the four-game sweep, right? So, listen, it's not like they didn't show up. It's not like they didn't compete or they didn't care. There's There's no indictment of that. But Connor Hellebuck certainly was the difference, not the only difference, but he was the difference. I think from the oil standpoint, though, and this is exactly what I just told my buddies guys, you've got the reigning MVP, okay? You've got Connor, who is the best player in the league, okay? So let's start with those two guys. I think there's still a lot to learn, maybe a little more for Connor just stylistically than Leon based on his size and his game when it comes to the postseason. And give Connor all the credit in the world for after an amazing year last year, he went to the coaches. How can I be better? Show me video. What can I learn? All these little adjustments he made in his game, that's what led to him having the regular season that he did as the first player since Mario to average two points a game in the NHL. Absolutely mind boggling. Incredible. But, you know, as a younger player, as they're trying to learn how to have that success translate in the postseason, they can't just fall on those guys. And I think those guys will tell you they expect themselves to be better. Yep. And they know that they have another two, three levels. So I'm not absol- absolving those guys. When you're the best, we're looking for you to be the best. So, and they're looking for themselves to be the best. So that's no indictment of those guys. But they know that, and they'll take that ownership of that. But think about it. You've got Connor, You've got Leon. So two league MVPs. Okay. You've got Darnell, who for me should win the Norris Trophy this year. Okay. You've got Tyson Berry that led the league in scoring by D. But aside from that, had not for Mike Smith, and even factoring that in, had not for Mike Smith's regular season, and you've been saying it all year, stuff, the oil might have been in tough to make the playoffs this year. And that's kind of the bigger concern for me as a, you know, looking at it from an objective lens and a wide-angle lens. There's some moves that they're going to have to make in the offseason. I think it's a critical offseason for them. As they go forward, I know this year was wacky being a compressed schedule, but, you know, the players were isolated. You guys crazily don't have fans up there. Everything else. It was a different year. But looking at it objectively in the offseason, I think there's some moves that they still need to make. They have some, obviously, some outstanding pieces, but there's some moves that they need to make to take them to the next level because as a team stop, and this is right up your, your alley in your wheelhouse, I don't think that they still play with enough jam as a group. And that's one thing that you know, Winnipeg, and you know for Colorado for sure. With their big boys, they play hard, and I think the, the oil needs some more Rottweilers in their group right now. Can I said I ask, that we we discussed that two shows ago, you and I.
0: Yeah, can I ask you just something? Uh, Connor McDavid played 120 minutes in the series, uh, and I yeah. know I know you, you know you're down in the states, and the NFL and the NBA promotes their stars. Like LeBron James does not have a playoff series where he's not going to the line. You know, on average, five to six, at minimum, five to six times in a game. He's going to go, he's going to draw calls. How does Connor right. David, how does Connor McDavid not draw a penalty in 120 minutes of times on ice, given how much, uh, you know, he's out there and how much time he's actually got the puck on a stick. And does there need to be a little of a philosophical shift? Like, do we need to do a better job? Uh, there's some great things about Canada. Some would say socialized uh, Medicare is a great thing about Canada. I know I'm going to get some right. texts text from guys saying, no, stopper, you're an idiot. Private's the way to go. <laughs> what, whatever. Uh, the, the fact of the matter remains uh i just i'm i'm I, I i think at times like i look at the, yeah. the, the nature of driving the star in the states and the nfl and the nba and i think in yeah. canada i think in canada like i think the goalies like i looked at that goal that didn't count last night for vegas to me that should have counted it's like they want to take offense out of the game and they don't let a guy like david dominate as much as he can because they don't give him any calls in the playoff. What do you think? It's not why they lost the series, but were you surprised yeah. he didn't draw one penalty in 120 minutes in four games?
1: Yeah, I mean, surprised just because he skates as fast. He's supersonic, like this jet that's flying overhead now. He, he, he's supersonic on the ice with his speed and pace, right? He's blistering, especially when he opens up the transmission. He's gone. So you got to think. I mean, somebody's hooking, somebody's holding. Yeah. Somebody's grabbing, somebody's reaching, somebody's stick gets up parallel right into his rib cage and up into his hands. So you and I both know that the standard of officiating in the postseason, and all the fans are in Edmonton, in all country, they know that the, fan, the, the standard of officiating changes, right? in The postseason, right? You know that and I know that. We yeah. all know that. Yep. Yeah. I think, it, But it is a combination of those two factors where even if it nets out factoring those two things in, should have drawn some calls, no question. No question, but here's what that leads me to. Those stuff, and and okay, I want you to think of the best oil teams. You and I do this often. This is what I was just trying to tell my two dimwit buddies on text, by the way, and I know they're both listening, or one of them is anyway. <laughs> this is what exactly what I was trying to tell these two dimwits, and I say that affectionately. Here's the point: when the oil went to the Cup final against Carolina, they had depth. You had, right? You had Jason Smith, Gator. Right, who played through how many broken bones, everything else, everything else. But he was hard to play against. Okay, well, you have Darnell that's hard to play against now. And by the way, Darnell with that 63-minute game, one of the best performances in Stanley Cup playoff history for me, by the way, individually. And congrats to them on their new addition to the family, him and his wife. But here's the point. You had Jason Smith. You had Fernando Pisani, You had Rafi Torres that was a freight train. You had Jared Stoll that was hard to play against and hard in the middle of the ice. You saw what he did in L.A. You know what he did there in the oil with the oil. Same thing over the years. You had Big George. You had Stevie Steyhouse. You had Marty Jellner that played hard. You had Dave Semenko that played hard. You had Charlie Huddy. So when the oil have been their best in the postseason, you might not be able to control the officiating, but I tell you what, you can control the lineup. And when you got more sandpaper in that lineup, again, that can play. And I'm sure Louis DeBrasco would say the same thing. I'm sure Big George would say the same thing. When you have more sandpaper in your lineup, it's a difference maker in the postseason. Why? The rink that's 200 by 85 feet regulation, I'm telling you, and playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it feels like somebody shrinks the rink down to 150 by 50. There's no time to breathe. There's no time to make to, to make plays. And stylistically, a lot of the stuff that Connor was able to do in the regular season, he's not able to do in the postseason. So that's why you see a lot of these unsung, unsung heroes like a Fernando Pasani. You see some of the depth players step forward. You see what Sam Bennett was doing down in, in South Florida after getting unshackled from Calgary, because that style of game lends itself to the postseason. And anytime the Oil have made a run, and even the Cup teams, and I've talked to Mess about this numerous times, any one of those groups of, of players and teams, rather, they had, they had a good dose of of sandpaper. Look at Mess. I mean, he's one of the best players in the history of the league. But he played very differently than Wayne. Do you know what I mean? And they were great in their own way, but Mess brought that bull in China shop. I'm going to run you over. Billy Garen had a great career, doing a great job with Minnesota Wild as your GM. Let's look at what he's doing. Would run guys over. Not everybody played like Dougie Waite or like Gretz or, or, or those kind of guys. Look at Smitty. Smitty, like look at the way Smitty played. So to me, any time the Oil have been their best, and you go back and look at the rosters. They've had a lot of jam. And I like the pieces. I like where they're going. But I think to take the next level, you can't control the officials, but you can control your lineup. And I think they oh, need some more Rottweilers in their well, lineup.
0: And you know what? Berkey watching Pittsburgh lose last night in six to the Islanders and third straight year, Sid's out. And Sid's won three playoff games in the last three years. I think you're going to see Pittsburgh. Right. go to, They're going to go down that path too. Kevin, we got to run. Look. Hey, I hope those two Dinwits, you don't know how many times I get called a Dinwit, often, often in my own house on a day-to-day basis. But thanks. <laughs> all- thanks, my man. You take care. All right, Kevin? All right, we'll get shot. Thanks, thanks for having uh, me. Thanks you talk next week. You bet. That is Kevin Weeks from uh, uh, the NHL Network. For now, he's at the NHL Network. It's, uh, he's going to be headed to bigger and better places. Guests on our show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village now open for takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. Uh, Kevin Weeks appears every Thursday courtesy of Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. He joined us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 63 When we come back in uh, two minutes' time,
1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDSE.
0: We'll get to the Oilers Now prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork and cabinetry. At 12, 12, 126, 126, you're listening to Oilers Now.
1: Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Chad. Yeah!
0: Green Wilkins has taken time to text me, pass along. Bob LeBron has attempted 7.93 pros per game in the regular season during his career. He averages 8.96 per game in the playoffs. So he actually gets the line more come playoff time. Into the orders now. Prospect Report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry. A legacy of excellence make your new dream home or custom renovation a reality. Visit ScottArthurMillwork.com today. Uh, Central scouting numbers came out on some Edmonton Oil King players where they listed Brendan Escott
1: Uh, Dylan Gunther leading the way among North American skaters 5th overall in that category Jalen Lupin 133rd and Carson Latimer 149th those are your forwards but of course Sebastian Cosa uh, up there in the rankings as well number 1 among North American goaltenders so we figured he'd be high and he's at the top of the list
0: There you go. Uh, That is uh, your prospect report on Oilers Now, courtesy of Scott Arthur Millwork and Cabinetry. Off to Global News, Weather, Traffic Update, Evan Cook. When we come back, Edmonton's sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, Georges LaRocque. Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.